Hey guys, welcome back to the episode. This is a continuation of our last episode, so if you haven't already, go back and check that one out, because otherwise this won't make any sense. <laughs> Actually, it probably won't make sense anyway. Enjoy! What's next, uh, host? Oh, I'm hosting. That the for belt. You. <laughs> <laughs> that good for you. <laughs> oh, let's talk about how Jeremy's upset that he didn't get asked to do one of these uh, cutscenes. Yeah. Let's talk that? about that. You were busy. Your time was... You were. You know, it was like you were... We only had two things to do, an intro and outro, and like we have two guys, so I was like, I'll have him... I'll save Wait, Jeremy we don't do those best. live? We do them live. We should record some more. Mm. I didn't have my teeth in when I did that. Hey, that was one thing the doctor said was good, is that I have a denture on the top, and he was it was easier to get to that plate under the cheek with like, just no take your teeth, teeth out. <laughs> yeah. I, so, yeah. <laughs> Sent something to John. I'm like, hey, can you just like say something like this? And he's like, oh, okay. He's you know, like, did, do like 10 seconds. I did like a 30. Yeah, you did 30 seconds or so. I'm like, I can't use that. Every, you use way too many details too. I'm like, can you just break it down? And he's like, ah, LOL. And I thought like, he was joking. Two hours later or maybe two days later or whatever, I text him back. I'm like, hey, you think you can get that to me? Because the episode's going to drop here. <sighs> then And he's like, are you fucking serious? I thought you were fucking around. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like, we And I could not get the sound. I was in my closet uh. with like the door shut and like <laughs> trying to get the sound quality. Mm. My microphone picks up like everything. That's okay. I see where I rank in this podcast. Hey, I don't want to disturb your time. You're precious to you me. You almost didn't have a topic today. I, we just told you what you were going to talk about. I didn't have a topic because you guys told me this should be your topic. And I'm like, okay, That's as long fair. as you guys I don't remember saying shit. I can tell you exactly where we were when it happened. Where were we? At we were the, in the asylum room <laughs> at Mystery Manor. Which one's that? I don't know which room is which. The That's one the, the one where, where Lonnie was naked and we yeah. were worshiping him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was behind the bars and I was like, you should talk about how this is. Yeah. Like, we, like, oh, okay. we were going to sacrifice Lonnie and then we were going to worship him as but our patron saint. that has nothing to do with the fact that you didn't ask me to record one of those little things. <laughs> yes, I it does. I don't even think any of this needs to be on any of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you just cut this whole fucking part. Fuck it, it's in. <laughs> this should be the intro and outros. Are you? Yeah, are you actually? You. Are you hurt? Now I'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if he's serious or not either. either. I haven't been able to see if he's serious this whole time. But he wouldn't have known if we never said anything because he doesn't listen to him. That's fair. Why would I listen to him? I'm here right now. No, I, really, I lived listening it. to it because it's hilarious. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I I'll listen to myself. some parts, but it's just like, like I'm not going to sit there. I mean, it's hard enough being here in person sometimes getting through some of Justin's topics, whereas why would I put myself he has through to use it? his brain. Oh <laughs> yeah, when it's like two in the morning, I'm like, hey, let's never. <laughs> we should have wrapped this up like four hours Sit ago. Sit tight. I'm almost done. I only got 86 notes left. You, That's not even far from exaggeration. <laughs> it's the last it's one. Not. We, we had <laughs> it's not. It was going on one in the morning. I'm like 26 I, more notes or something. Yeah, I was just like, how, okay, because we had been on this topic for like 45 minutes to an hour. And I'm just like, okay, how much longer do you have? You're like, oh, I don't got much. I just... I got like 26 more notes, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? It woke him up, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, it got me out of the chair, and I'm like, see ya. See ya, pals. Anything else that you wanted to recap on one of our last... Like, you had some ideas for Toy Story. Yeah, we can get into that later. Let's get into what we've been doing, though, for the All last... Right. This is my topic. Yes, go yes, ahead. Yes, let's get into this topic. Well, I don't have to come prepared. I just need to have answers for you, gentlemen. So, we... Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> We were, I, I was were asked, we, were we like, filming a movie? I was asked to, um, <laughs> to, uh, write and direct a, a movie for a local haunted house here. That's been around for 38 years. I mean, they've been around since 1984. I want to interrupt real quick. That's one of my questions. So like, how did this like become where you're just like sitting at home and all of a sudden you get a phone call or a message or how'd that come about? I was here and we had a meeting and, um, a guy we know, Joe Simmons, mm -hmm. he was up here. It, this is right after I had to put, made the call to make unemployed W2, put it on the back burner for now. So you were just bumming. Yeah, I was bumming. And I don't remember why we were even up here. And Joe asked if he could come up and whatever. We got done talking to him. And he's like, well, I also want to mention this. Uh, I'm leaving out some details because some details are kind of private with this. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. But basically it was saying that the owner of Mystery Manor, Wayne Seeley, has always wanted to do a movie inside there and has never done such thing. And 
he figured might as well do it now. And my name was brought up as somebody to write and direct it. And I, I just, you know, who brought you up? Uh, I'm assuming between Joe and his dad, dad, um, Simmons. Yeah. I I think they were the ones that had really thrown my name in that hat, but I, Justin can probably vouch for this, but I didn't really hesitate at saying yes to do it. Um, Yeah. I wouldn't expect it. This is kind of a really weird thing because in the, what, two weeks or so that might be way too generous, but we've been having like some more deeper conversations about projects that people want to do yeah there was talks about doing a documentary i've kind of been pushing him with like the book writing and you know he finally did something with that and then i was telling him i'm like well you've done haunted houses here and there too or or you have background in like building your own hosting or or even helping out with other haunted houses and i'm like combine those two i don't know how organic that conversation came up but it was just one of the things and not even a week later or so that's joe kind of like calls him about a movie in a haunted house and like well fuck we can double up well yeah because we had talked to alexander who's the person that we share the studio space with we were talking about doing a documentary about all the haunted houses and um he and this is alexander's idea of calling it like like real haunted house or like yeah real haunted houses like No, no, like fun ones. Sorry, like, like a fright house, like acres. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And like about, he really wanted it to be about why people pay to get scared, and he wants to call it the hype of the haunt. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, since I have connections with pretty much all the haunted houses around here, you know, we were just talking about like, well, this would be a, a good time to start doing that, blah blah blah. And then yeah, Joe several days later came up here, brought that up, and we're like, well. Shit, yeah, let's do so this. So Joe's dad has worked hand in hand with Wayne Seeley for nearly forty years. Yeah, the, the, ever with, since they opened. I mean, he's been there day yes. one. So and, Joe and his brother Brian, and probably the other family members too. Like they grew up in that house, so to say. And that's the thing. Right, and I always remember that from like when we would go over there. Yeah, like he, they would mention. And know, it's in passing. If you live in Omaha, you know Mystery Manor. Right. You you have a story about Mystery Manor. It's been around longer than like any that, of the other ones. That and the Fright Zone were like the two yeah. when I was, you know, yeah. a kid. They're familiar with Jeremy making Shadow's Edge, which involved all of us here all as well. All of us, yeah. Yeah, so this is the second haunted house in the area. I got a So now you're tight, play, guys. Play, yeah. <laughs> you're that guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this is kind of cool because I always said with The Shadow's Edge, that was my first attempt at a feature-length film, and I don't look at myself as that good of a director back then because I didn't know shit. I thought I knew stuff, but I didn't. And I really like not not that I'm ashamed of the Shadow's Edge movie, but I look back at it and I'm like, fuck, I could have done so much better with the connections I have, which you're always going to say that about the very first thing you've done. And I always have said I wanted to redo that movie and I'm on board. But but this was kind of my way of doing that. Right. I mean it's not the same plot by any means at all. But and it, if I had to give this movie a rating, it's PG-13. There's hardly any cussing in it. We dropped the F word once in it, and that was on purpose. But the gore is kind of there. But I don't want to give too much away when it comes to that. But but yeah, so I didn't hesitate at saying yes. But the thing was, it was crunch time the minute I said yes, because we had to get done before they opened for the season, which right. as we record now... Tomorrow is supposed to be their opening night, but they actually delayed their opening night till next week. Um, But yeah, so we had less than three months to write, direct, or write, cast, get everything set, film. And and props to you. You could have literally recycled the Shadow's Edge plot. Yeah. 100%. But you didn't. And I applaud you for that. Well, thank you. I don't. Well, I just, we met with Wayne Seeley shortly after I said yes, because it was like I told Joe, yeah, I'm down for it. He talked to his dad, who talked to Wayne, and I said, let's set a meeting up. Justin went with, and we went down to Mystery Manor probably like less than a week after that meeting with Joe, and we were there for a couple of hours talking with Wayne, or as a lot of people say, Wayne talked to us, because the guy likes oh, yeah. to talk, yeah, because he has, he has stories. Yeah. And I mean, I was not bored with any of it, and I was very... I said, I'm not one, I don't know if it's part of me where I, when I talk to people, it's hard for me to make eye contact with them because it just makes me just nervous. And the same thing when they're talking to me, like I can, I'll make eye contact with them every now and then, but it's just like, I don't, yeah, like I can't can't just stare at them. (laughs) But Wayne was different when he was telling stories. 
I was just, just like enamored. Yeah. And it's very reflective. Like looking into a mirror is like you share the same passion. You lived a different life, but it's like, I think that connection is prime in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, and he told stories. I didn't have a notebook or anything with me. I was kind of kicking myself that I didn't, but should have had like a tape recorder. Yeah. But the thing was, he was so just the way he talks and tells stories, it just was embedded in my, my memory. And that was the thing I had talked to him and I asked him, well, what kind of movie do you want? And he was just saying, well, it's far be it for me to tell you how to make a movie. That's what you do and stuff like that. He's just like, you know, you're an artist, you do what you got to do. But I was like, well, I appreciate that. But I also want to know what's going to make you proud. What's going to make mystery Manor proud. And, you know, he's just like, again, well, it's it's whatever you want to do. But, you know, in talking and kind of drilling him a little bit more with questions, he really likes comedy movies. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to do a comedy movie inside a haunted house. But he also doesn't like bloody, gory movies. We could have done an unemployed Halloween special. Yeah, I mean, there's always (laughs) uh, down the road. but, (laughs) But yeah, and after that night, Justin and I were driving back. I mean, how many ideas that I throw at you like probably like three or four different ideas we, we kind of bounced around like oh fuck how long was the drive we I think we were still we were still together for like two hours afterwards I, I forget exactly when but we were I think good. I was driving yeah. around like just wasting time because we were just talking so much about it and I mean one of the ideas that I threw around was uh, a drama about like a father and son and stuff like that and then I just got to thinking after like because we were so excited with that and then we got back to my work's oh, parking lot because that's where your car was. And I just remember I said, you know what? We we can't do that because Mystery Manor has so many followers. And if they find out a movie's going to be shot there, they're going to be thinking, oh, a, 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 a scary movies. movie. And then it's just like, oh, this was yeah, uh, Steel Magnolias in a haunted Steel house. Steel Magnolias. <laughs> so it's like the guy himself, really awesome guy. I feel like I kind of meshed a lot with him too because it's not necessarily the fright or the scare or whatever like – it's more of like the entertainment value because he right. doesn't call it a haunted house. He calls it a haunted theater. Right. Like he's there to perform for people. And it's like he doesn't, you know, like going back again. He, That's a he, unique way of. Yeah. Uh, and he's he grew up with like magic and all that. I'm like, well, shit, I parallel with that as well. It's like that was one of the biggest things that kind of like struck me when it comes to entertainment. It's like, wow, okay, now I've grasped you. And, you know, like you don't see what's in my hand. And it's like there's going to be a reveal. So like. You know, he, especially with us with short e films, it's it's a perfect mold, I guess, for our marriage. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, it was uh yeah. Continue. Yeah. Question. I didn't know if you're gonna add more to that. And uh, so, how did you come up with this? Without giving out details, obviously, how did you come up with that script? Like, what made you go this specific script? Which I hadn't even read the script. I've only like just been there when it's been filming. So I don't really, I mean, I get the gist of it, obviously, from what we've been filming. But Well, I wanted to have it based around Wayne because he's the one that created Mystery Manor and everything. He's been running it for all these years. So it's like if you're doing a movie about the place, it should be about the man that that did it. And just if you were there for that meeting and you heard the stories he was telling and the way he would tell things, there was really only one way to, in my mind that once I got to thinking about it, I was like, there's only one story that this can be. And that's his story, What his story and what we ended up in the script. And I think it's a basic, a very basic script. Again, I always say, I think the stories that I have are basic. It's just what you do in between right. that makes it fun and exciting. And I mean, just without giving too much away, like you said, the basic plot of this, and I think this is the first time telling this, so two people now are going to know about this, but it's, <laughs> it's... I thought you were talking about us too. <laughs> well, you too. And, but the, uh, the plot is about a, a news anchor lady that is bringing her... Played by? Uh, Sydney Reedman. And I want to give a shout out to these guys here. I know you announced these on uh, the socials. Yes. So, and her crew, her camera guy Rodney, who is played well, her name is Liv Sawyer, and then her camera guy is named Rodney, and that's played by Tyler. And I'm so sorry if I butcher your last <laughs> name, but Tyler Sobiray, I think. Sobiray. So something, something like that. Tyler. S O B I E R A Y. You can't call him that. 
And then her camera guy named Guy, who is played by Isaac Riley, all three very talented, but she's a news anchor that is doing a lengthy story on the oldest haunted house in the area, Mystery Manor. And, uh, you know, as she's there and she's interviewing, she finds out that they've had the same mindset of scaring people and you know they're not about the blood and guts intense scare in your face and stuff like that and so she's going to try to manipulate the story to find out or to to try to make it more interesting about maybe it's about a struggling gotcha. haunted house and yeah, stuff and that. that i didn't understand that and as she's doing the story she starts to find out that maybe things aren't what they seem oh yeah what did you do? I was trying to pronounce his last name. Sobiri? Sobriety? No. Ah, Tyler Sobriety. <laughs> that's not what it... Why did it change to that? Google's like, fuck that. Damn that's not auto a erection. <laughs> but I, yeah, I've always sorry, said yeah. to me, I really enjoy the writing process because that's where you're creating things. And I used to be the type of person that planned out everything to a T on paper before I'd start writing it in the script. But then I got to thinking, it's like, yeah, you can have your your ideas, like your beginning and your ending and stuff like that, and just things in the middle. I don't try to give everything away in the, the pre-script writing part of it, because right. then it makes it boring for me. And like, if I don't know where the story's going as I'm writing, every time I sit down to write, I'm entertaining myself, and I'm taking the story somewhere where I didn't know where it was going, if that makes sense. But sometimes um, yeah. it's a good story and you know where it's going. It's still a good story though. Right. No. Yeah, I get it. But it's, I always think you should have your beginning and you should have your end right. before you start writing, but I don't need to have everything in the middle planned out. You know, we, we did go to the night when we uh, met with Wayne, we went through the whole house and took pictures and everything. And that, that was the one thing that really bothered me was you're there, you take pictures, pictures don't do the room justice. And as I'm writing things, I'm like, Oh yeah, we got plenty, we got plenty of room in there. Like the the room we're in right now is the size of the room. I thought that the, the butcher's room was, Oh, that's not even close. And then, yeah, then we get there and it's just like, Oh, it's a hallway. I don't remember it being this small because it was like a week. I think before we started filming, we did the final walkthrough and that's when I was like, we're going to have to change some shit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I got eight cast members in this room and five to six crew members. Yeah. There's no way we're all fitting in here. So we did have to adjust some things. I guess that kind of leads into one of my other questions. Like, is that one of the most difficult things when it came to filming this was the size constraints in some of these rooms? Because this is a very small, tight hallway space. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every day, it's like I would worry about the scene that day and then at the end of the night i'd go to the rooms where we're going to be filming in tomorrow and then i'm like fuck me this is so like (laughs) what was i thinking why did i think this room is so big and i feel like that adds a lot to it too because it's like for Liv going through this like there's a lot of pressure on her and that claustrophobic feeling of pressure the the walls being so small and things are closing in on her until but the the thing is is i don't know if that's going to come across on screen because watching it on the monitor when we're filming it looks so much bigger it does it It makes it look bigger but it's just like then you you look up from the monitor and you're just like it's that's right here what's what's happening here so i don't know that that's gonna play too much into it but i would say that was difficult and it's, it's one thing that a lot of people, whether they're a filmmaker or just a casual viewer, enjoyer of movies, is that they don't understand, too. It was hot as fuck in there. So hot. You can't... A, it's, it's, a, it's a haunted house, so there's no air conditioning unit in there. But even if there was, you can't have it on for right. audio purposes. And, we found that out during Unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> I feel but, like this wasn't as hot as Unemployed, was it? I mm, feel fuck, like it was... Fuck Depending you. on the day. <laughs> depending on the day... Hot. Like, like I was naked and still sweating. I was naked, but in this one and well, fine. So <laughs> there's three levels to Mystery Manor, and every level you went up, it, it got, got hotter worse. and hotter. Yeah. And even if the door was open for the outside, it was still when bad. you get to the top floor and you fight this tall guy with mm. a yellow jumps. Never mind. Well. And it's weird, and it just kind of ended up. Plus, this that way. guy's throwing that monkey's throwing barrels at you. <laughs> <laughs> but the first scenes we shot. The first weeks were in the first level. Then it was like the middle stuff was in the middle level. And then the last 
couple of days, few days of filming were on the top level. That just happened by coincidence. So it was getting hotter as we went on. I think the hottest day was when we filmed the stuff with uh, Cuckoo the Clown in the uh, outside oh, yeah. the clown room. And that was right by a door. So I was like, oh, that'll be nice. Nice breeze. But that was terrible. And my head turned on like a faucet, kind of like his nose. Yeah. And it was red. Actually, it was red. You don't say that. I don't know. I mean, I feel overall this is a very stress-free shooting experience. Joe Simmons even said it. It was like one of the most professional sets he's been on as far as local filmmaking goes. And I think minus one person. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about me? No. <laughs> no. For once, no. <laughs> hey, unemployed was a funner thing. I behaved myself very well, I thought. You did. No, also, I, we're not talking about you. Also, I want to thank you for just having me on set. You never asked me to come, but like I reached out to you like, hey, I'm at home sitting here doing fucking nothing. We, it's we, funny you say that because I was talking to Joe O'Connor yesterday mm-hmm. about that. I had just said... You know, I felt bad for John and he was bored. So it's like, yeah, come on out. And I was like, it was for that first weekend or whatever yeah. weekend it was. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then he just kept showing up. But I was like, <laughs> I don't care because he was actually working yeah. and helping out. Like if he would have been there just like bugging people, I would have probably been like, all right, go. No, it was, it was weird. You know, I'm usually in front of the camera for a lot of your stuff that I'm involved in and uh, which I do love. So I told you, you cast me in some of that. You know. I'll see what I can uh, do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was nice, like, you know, working with Chance and having him, hey, I need this light here. Hey, I need this light here. You know, I'm not, I didn't know anything about lighting at all. And I felt like I actually learned on more this about side. lighting and more about his car. Well, <laughs> well I also, you know, I got to send out a huge shout out to the Simmons, like Bill Simmons, Joe Simmons, Brian Simmons. Lily. Those guys were, I mean, it, it, people say this, but I really mean it that. If they weren't there helping out, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like they stepped in where they needed to. They would do whatever they want. That was the nice thing too with Brian is this is one of the very first things, and he really yeah, stepped it up. He like, did. He was. We were teaching him things, and he learned a lot of stuff. And it was awesome to see because he was doing the the slate board clapboard yeah. for the majority of it, among other things. And it's just like he learned that when you're shooting something and you're not doing audio, you put your fingers through the slap board so that you know when you're editing it, like, okay, this doesn't have audio. Oh, see, I didn't know that. And he, by the end of it, he was doing that on his own and he, it it, it was awesome. And, you know, and I, I know I gave them special thanks, but everybody that was there, I mean, holy shit. And I'm going with that, I'm going to ask you guys a question and I'm going to preface it with something else beforehand so stay stick with me get rid of Lonnie (laughs) (laughs) so as a director I really strive to make sure that things are organized and that things run smoothly that everybody is well informed and if they aren't well informed that I'm giving them the answers they need clearly I don't go up to people and be like so how was my directing how was it but did that make I, I don't think that you should do that but I don't get the feedback and I'd like to think that things run smoothly and that people are well informed with everything. But as people that were there on set, how do you overall think that it was on set for the most part? I thought it was smooth. Like I, like I agreed with Joe when he said it was one of the more professional settings he's been on with local filmmaking. I felt like that you communicated well I mean, I was informed and I wasn't even like in the loop of communication, really. I would show up and I'd be like, oh, this is what we're doing, you know, and then go that way. If you didn't have anything for me to do specifically, I'd go to Chance or wait or whatever, you know, and they would direct me. You know, I feel like everybody had their part and they knew what they were there to do. And obviously, you know, there was always people, some people waiting in makeup, but that always happens on right. any film. You know, you want to make sure that the makeup gets done because you're not waiting behind, but I don't feel, I mean, that's just me personally. I don't feel that way. I don't know about Justin. Justin was there for almost every day. I was there for most of it. Majority of it. I mean, there were a few yeah. days I missed. There was one day, like, I was clearly not needed. Like, I went up to that room that when you were in the bathroom, when you text me, you're like, did you leave? No, yeah, because I went downstairs and, like, you're gone. And I was like, well, I went upstairs uh. twice and A, it was hot as balls. B, there was like five people. You had Lonnie, Justin, and both Simmons guys. I was like, there's really nothing for me to do in this room today. Right. And I was like, I'm going to go get my personal shit done so I can come help on the weekend. 
weekend. So, yeah, no, I can't really say too much. I mean, working, I mean, since me and you have been partners with uh, many things, I guess, lately. Yeah. With the podcast, with short E films. I mean, you ran with short E films. You're more like the capo. I'm more like the consigliere. And we got the people who are under us, like the scaristas over here. And, you know, that's mob talk. But uh, it, it I knew I wanted Fazoli's. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that sounds bomb. But, um, no, I mean, like your organization, I've always praised your organization. I pretty much handled a lot of the coverage, if you want to call it, you know, tending to the people who, the payouts, I guess. Yeah. If you call yeah. It. And yeah. that's a fucking huge help. Like, I, I can't thank you enough for handling that. Like, I know I like to just be like, hey, did you make sure that they're paid? And you're just like, there's yeah. only one person left, but he'll get his. He'll get his. No, um, no, it, it was a really fun set. Everything was in order. People showed up. They knew what they were doing. It was a friendly set, too. It I was. Mean, I knew, what, 60% of those people, but the people I didn't know, they were like, hey, the main John, cast. You know, exactly. Yeah, the main so. cast were all new people, new players mm-hmm. for myself. One, well, two, we were going to be working with. One of them I personally have worked with. As yeah, far I found as, out that uh, we're working a few of them on uh, Unemployed 2. Unemployed 2, so, yeah. W2. Yeah, it's like everybody showed up. They knew their lines. They knew their spots. We and that's remarks, and it's like, yeah, yeah. It, it's a smooth oiled machine. Once everybody has their parts, but like we have to have the space for them to play, you know. And it's like, and we were we were on top of it. So, yeah, I, I really I can't think of any time like with unemployed. There's a couple of times where it's just like I look back at those days that we're shooting, like, oh, I wish we could have that day back. Like everybody was kind of down, things just weren't clicking, but I can't think of any day on this. Cause we did, it was initially supposed to be 13 days filming, which by the way, we're not done filming. We just, this stuff that we got done is in house, like so, 90% yeah, yeah. of it. In we still manner. got about three more scenes to film, but it was supposed to be 13 days, nights in there. And due to a, a possible COVID scare, we actually had to cancel one of the nights and now it's down to, it was down to 12, which made our last night of filming whew, extra long because we had to tack on those scenes to that. But it was just, yeah, I will say it was a nightmare trying to schedule this thing because when you don't have people contracted, it makes it very difficult to yeah. rely to set dates because you can't be like, well, I... You're relying on everybody's word. Yes, which up. is not always the greatest, which this one was pretty damn good. Yeah. But yeah, the, it was once we finally got the date set, smooth sailing. I think there was only one night where there was some delays due to somebody not showing up on time. And then there was like an accident, yeah, there was which an caused accident, them to be like... even other out. people late too. Yeah. But. And then there was... they forgot the the wrong costume so we yeah. had to wait for somebody that they know to bring the costume which that whatever. nothing's ever perfect yeah nothing's Nothing ever, perfect. ever perfect we got through it this person this is their first time on on a film set so yeah. i'm not any giving them knocked any it out of the shit. park so yeah, yeah absolutely but yeah it was it was really fun i i just feel too i was trying not to as much as i wanted to like unemployed was a different set joking around a lot we joked it's around a different on this movie. set. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a comedy movie, and it's easy to joke around. We could have, but I had to be that person that I don't like being. Where at times I'm like, "All right, guys, let's go. We got to keep going here." I think there was only one time where I did actually have to kind of like raise my voice a little bit. I, I always liked it when Joe raised his voice. Yeah, it's like quiet on set. Quiet on set, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Shut the fuck up, Dad. <laughs> that's the thing too. For like the first two weekends, the first five days of filming, I like how you look at a calendar and point to days. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's right all right up here. I would, I had, I would spend hours doing shot lists, and after the first day, I'm like, exactly what always happens is I had like seven pages of shot lists, and after like the first two shots, I'm like, fuck this, and <laughs> just going off of memory. And so by the end of it, I, yeah. By the end of it, I was just doing everything kind of just by memory and just running the movie through my head with kind of shots. And, you know, when you have a, tr- a talented crew, Chance Guida, cinematographer, amazing. Him and I, I think we definitely are on the same page. You're more on the the same page than you were with Shadow's Edge. Yes. I'm not going to mention names, but we right. all know oh, who yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, and, and that was, you know, whatever. But that's in the past. It, but it that was, was one of my questions, too. How is it working with both 
Chance and Jeremy Wade. Like oh, we having those two people on set, I feel I feel those were huge ads oh, yeah. to this movie. Jeremy's sure. been on like many projects and like not only the stuff that he does with what we're paying him for, but some of the stuff that he offers is like, holy shit, that's yeah. so ingenious. Yeah, you know, like, he's, yeah. he's he Jeremy's my go-to sound guy. Always well, this is my third time working with him. Technically fourth if we count, count luggage and layover. But he gives you quality stuff and he, as you were saying on set, he gives you advice too. And not just on sound stuff. Like if we're sitting there trying to figure something out, like, and he's usually tucked in a corner somewhere because yeah. he has to be hidden. I or, had to be hidden with him most yeah. of those times, but it's just like, we'll be sitting there trying to figure something out. And then you just hear a voice like, well, maybe you should do it. And it's like, Oh, thank <laughs> you. Voice from the wall. Thanks but, God. But in, in the thing too, and, <laughs> that's what immediately what I thought. Yeah. But he also, he's changed with us. Like I remember oh, yeah. the first thing we shot with him, worked with him on was one more body. It was just a wall. Very quiet yeah. and whatnot. And sometimes I was wondering like, ah, does he even want to be here? And maybe he didn't. I don't know. <laughs> but he jokes around so much now and it's, it's awesome. He's an awesome yeah, maybe guy. Maybe he just and, wasn't out of his show yeah. yet with you guys. And whatnot. And then this is my first time really working with Chance a little bit with luggage and layover Justin's movie, but working with him on this, like I mean, he chance and Jeremy are my go-to guys. The only, I love their equipment. They're using. Oh yeah. That. When chance got those lights. Oh, yeah. Man. That's that. Those are I fantastic. My, yeah. I've had to change them out. A couple times if, if I could say only one negative thing about chance and it's not really, here a it comes thing, chance. Listen, it's up. just who wants to be on the podcast. He's got his hands in so many projects That's that it's true. just like it's, he was talking about. A lot it's it, it makes it hard to schedule things to lock him down and yeah. yeah to lock him down. And again, it's not a bad thing for him. It's just like fuck, like I, it's I more of a bad this. thing for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and whatnot. But it's just like he's definitely my my first and will always be my go to DP for <laughs> any movies. So they're fantastic. And then again, you throw on people like Joe Simmons, Brian Simmons, Lonnie Elder, John Marshall, Justin Milani, all you guys. Have, no, you guys, you guys helped. You stepped in. Especially uh, that last day when everybody was gone. It was like yeah. me and you doing everything. Yeah, I know. Everyone was just like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. I was saying the same thing. I was like, fuck, dude. I was like, I had the, you know, I had some restrictions with weight and stuff still. And, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy that's like, fuck it, whatever. And you guys all like cut. And then you're like, okay, I'm here by myself to tear all this down. I can't reach this light post, you know, stuff like that. I don't want to tear my quad or whatever Justin did <laughs> fucking jumped on that thing. But no, I, I don't know. I felt valuable even though I wasn't, you know, and this is, I'm not trying to talk shit or anything. I wasn't invited originally. It hurts my feelings. I'm just kidding. 100% just kidding. <laughs> I'm not used to the back end stuff, so I'm assuming that's why I wasn't like, hey. You well, know, yeah. I feel yeah. like I learned a lot on this set, and I hope, you know, if I'm not on set with you guys, I hope you invite me to, you know, just do lights, move stuff. You know, I like what I realized is after Unemployed 2, you know, I kind of moved away from the movie side with you guys, and I got in a relationship and all that stuff. And then Fucker once or I. Fucker relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that chick. There it is. Um, <laughs> but. I realized this last few weeks that like, I just love being on set. So like anything I can do to help, obviously I'm not the richest person in the world. I can't help you guys financially. If I can donate my time to you, your guys's projects, like I feel, I hopefully I add value in that way at least. You, you, you definitely know. do. And you know, you saw it, it sucks too, especially in these small rooms because <laughs> anytime you, okay, you try to shoot everything, you get the lights set to shoot this side of the room. Yeah. So you're trying to shoot everything, the whole scene that way. Especially then, that last night when we only yeah. we didn't have the people. So we're like, right. okay, get every shot you can from this yep. before we move everything. And sometimes that makes it difficult for the actors because it's just like if it's a longer scene, now it's like, okay, I got to remember all this stuff. Right. And the way Shout I, out to them for remembering most of the oh, lines yeah. 90%. Yeah. Of, I mean, yeah. 95, That's 96% of the time. Huge help. Huge. But then you have, to, you have to you have to clear everybody out of these small rooms to move the lights to the Reset. other side. And sometimes that helped though because they can get some air. Oh yeah. Like going yeah. outside and get some air, but yeah, I know, you know, which I will think the best move I did 
and you guys heard me say this many a times on set, was the best move that I did for this project was buying a shit ton of oh, those battery operated fans. fans yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, one day that was just my job is to get, I felt like I was Sydney's <laughs> bitch. <laughs> well, and that's, I try to be very caring as a director too. Cause I know a lot of times you can get so busy on set with everybody asking and trying to explain things that you neglect some people. But I very much try to, every time I'd yell cut, I'd take the fan on my back pocket, turn it on and like hand it to Sydney or whoever, right. because it I feel like you like, did that, Joe. I did that. Like people were there to yeah. cover that if you weren't able to. You know? And and I don't know what it's like on other people. I've been on sets where just that would have people, people would have just been like sweating, no fans, yeah. nothing yeah. and no breaks, no water. I mean, that's what I, I spent the majority. Well, I shouldn't say that, but I spent a lot of money on drinks, refresh food. I mean, yeah. Every weekend shoot was a long day. I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to make sure that food was there for everybody. Yeah. And and thank you to my mom, aunt, and sister. They uh, bought lunch one of the weekends, which was very. I was very grateful for that, and it was good food that day. But yeah, it's uh, you're always welcome on set, John. And yeah, I, that's the only reason I didn't ask you is because normally you're in right. front of the camera, right? Plus your face, which I do miss yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I told and, him. Real shit right now. I want a serious role from you one time hmm. to see. I want to prove to you I can do a serious. You don't think, uh, <laughs> what was his name? Tyrell? Is that what your name was in junior? Tyrone. <laughs> Tyrone. Yeah. Or Jamal. Well, Jamal. I, the one thing I Jamal. always thought yeah, too was. Jamal, was I thought. That, was no, it Jamal? Jamal. I think it was both because <laughs> your name was Jamal, but you want to be no. called Tyrone or something like that. Jamal is. I'm going to watch that when I get home. Unemployed. Oh, yeah. Jamal is. Unemployed. Well, I think it's both. No. It was Ty, It was Ty. You know what I watched the other day? This is a little off topic. I watched Soft Paper or Plastic on YouTube. Oh, my God. And I let's, sent it to Chance. Let's burn that. <laughs> I love that. You want me to That's do... another thing where I literally just showed up and to see. put you in everything. Because they're like, oh, we're filming. And then I was like a regular shopper. I was Michael Myers. I was. <laughs> that was fun to shoot that. But I. I think it's. It was a fun start. I think it's a fun to... skit. It's a fun skit. Well, and I act in it, which is why I also don't like it. But anyways. I thought you were good in it. Every time I see that, I'm like, why don't you do anything more? Like, that was good. Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm right being now. serious. Okay. Like, when you're fucking around, like, when we're just, you know, taking the piss out of it, I guess. Sean kind of reminds me of Murr from Impractical Jokers in that movie. <laughs> that movie. Yeah. Movie. But yeah, no, you, you have, like, talent, but I don't think you give yourself enough credit when it comes to being on film. You I can just, be, like, spur of the moment. I'm like... I feel like you need that. a cameo in Unemployed too. If, if, but the thing is, like, I couldn't memorize lines. I don't think you I wrote them. Rob <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it. But that's, if I'm being, I'm not going to write myself in one of my own projects. What if I, I write you? Suck in some what if I write a scene high X for feet? you? As long as it's not like a lot of lines, I have to memorize. No, that's fine. I just J Justin and I will write a scene for you in Unemployed, and you can veto it. It's your movie. But this, it's already but be, written. <laughs> be optimistic. We'll find a way. Hmm. too easy okay too easy which that was i was gonna bring that up it's, also were you gonna i heard rewrites maybe yeah well i guess we could talk about that i, I mean uh, we're talking about you know shorty film stuff right now well i think that i one thing i was gonna mention is so i think unemployed is a cult classic here locally i, I really do because especially after this there was not a single day on set for mystery of the manor where unemployed w2 was not brought up by somebody and I'm not talking just you guys, but other people were constantly bringing up unemployed W2 and just like their excitement for it to start filming and to be done and all this and that. And it's just like, wow, I think we really have something with unemployed I W2. Yeah, I agree. But this is this is where I'm at with this. I like I, unless I win the lottery or something, I can't put any you of my own money vicious. into unemployed W2. Like I really can't even afford to put a dollar into it. This thing is going to need at least 15 to 25 grand to happen properly. So we have to get that money. And again, I'm Maybe not. Maybe if I get that guy's name, we can. Yeah. <laughs> but. There's 30 right there. I just feel it's, it is very ambitious. I want to shoot this, the movie as it is right now. I think we can. If we have the money, yes, we can shoot it as I is. almost had a location for us for that warehouse, by the yeah, way. Well, that's, but they tore it down. That's the other thing. So I don't know. Again, I want to get through this movie first. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm looking at probably 
a year or a little more from now when we would start filming that. I should get my face time to but, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It sucks because I, I just, I, people, I don't think people understand like, yes, we had budget for this mystery of the manor movie. And I told myself, okay, I don't got to spend any of my own money on this. But you don't realize how quickly that money goes if you do things properly. Gone. It's seriously, it's it's gone. And I said I was not spending any of my own money on this. Several grand of my own money has went into this movie, and it's not done. And, I mean, I'm broke right now. I, I didn't realize how much of my money I just threw away because I went to order something and my card was declined, and then I checked my account, and I'm like, oh. That's why. Fuck. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm trying to better my personal life right now, like trying to get a place of my own, which you can relate. as For a single person, it's not cheap. It's not. It's, it's, it's even the, Even the shittiest of shitty places is expensive. And it doesn't you help that I... in my apartment, though. The prices are... Well, I, I know I, you don't like to get your... I hear one opened up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you moved in. These new right neighbors across the, literally got, slam their door a hundred times a day. Yeah. I don't know how many times you need to go out. I'm going to leave a note. I got a neighbor who honks every time he leaves. He's like, honk, honk, is it honk, is, is it, is honk. it unlocked? Oh, no, that's no, different. No. Then. That's As different. he's driving off, he honks and it's like... Did you know what Jeff McCain said the first time I saw him after my injury? What? Should have went to bed. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he told you to go to bed. He's always a, I knew that Jeff was a wise man. No, not Jeff, but the his yeah. neighbor's boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah. Oh. That's true, he did. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. it is your anyway. fault. But no. Anything else, gentlemen? What yeah, you would you some questions? What would you change about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't ask Hulu to do it. Oh wait, no, that was last. Burn! Actually I would. <laughs> that was a perfect opportunity. Oh, I know. You failed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I'm not, not going to do it. What I would change, it's not really anything that could happen, but I would have made the rooms bigger <laughs> inside the house. When think, we say cramps, guys, I don't think you realize how cramped it is. Like if you go through the Mystery Manor, which is something I did two years ago with that bitch. <laughs> I hate that chick. There you and Joe O'Connor actually was there that day. Would you say she's a ho? <laughs> <laughs> You caught it. (laughs) Um, No, going through it as a paying customer is one thing. Put, you know, like you said, five actors, six crew. And a porta potty. Got camera, a fucking light stand, uh, Lonnie. (laughs) (laughs) It's cramped. Even the biggest room in there is cramped. That main room, the... Where the guy comes out in the coffin, like even that's yeah. a big room and it was cramped. Yeah. The biggest room we had was the makeup room. Yeah. And that was And <laughs> we filmed a corner of <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, we you weren't there that day. Oh, okay. We did film a lot more in there, but gotcha. I mean it, yeah, it, the best way I can describe it is if you were in a porta potty and you had two other of your friends in there. Like a regular one or a handicap one? A regular hey, one. Uh, I don't know. No, okay, a handicap, okay, a handicap, handicap one. one. You and two of your friends are in there talking, and you have four people just standing around holding cameras and With lights. With lights on. That's what it's like in there. Really not an exaggeration. How many times Space did you was? go action, and then like me or Brian or like Justin would have to run to another room because yeah, there's yeah. nowhere to fucking hide? You're still in frame. That was, We're literally laying on the ground at some point. That was really the, the thing that irritated me the most at sometimes especially like when it was getting hotter and i try not to look at my clock because then it would just make you like fuck so there would be times where i'd glance i'm like oh god dang it we're like later than i want to be and it's just like trying to talk to the actors and i'm like oh excuse me and i gotta like make my way through the crew and other actors that are standing in the foreground most of you know you don't want them to lose their place no you know stuff like that and it would be really irritating too because it's like you have so many crew people and you're trying to be where you don't think you're going to be in the camera we have a good take and the camera is following a person and all of a sudden oh there's lonnie sitting on the ground looking at the script or it happened yeah, i was in yeah one of you were in one too. i was in one that you're like i see john yeah and there were so many times too where it's just like it was really nice to uh, one of the things i did spend money on that was well worth it was mini monitor and then Lonnie bought the cage for it that had the handles to hold it and yeah we bought wireless transmitters took up to the camera to the monitor so there's no cables that's super super clutch be in one room and the action and the other and it was great having that 
And I was trying to watch the actors and everything and camera movement, but at the same time, I'm trying to like make sure I'm not seeing crew anywhere. And there would be times where I'd see him like in the reflection of a mirror and I'd be like, cut, I see John. And Chance is like, no, where? And I'm like, right there. And he's like, I don't see him. And then I'm like pointing, he's like, oh yeah, okay. I do see him. But, and that, there could have been times where I missed it. So that's going to be. I hope. I love the illusion that that, that, like like, in the dark night. Yeah. One of the things that I was doing, well, I did like a little BTS of one of the shots when she like comes in and closes the door or so, or the door closes. And it's like, from the shot that we got, it looks really ominous. Like she just entered an empty room, but there's like eight of us in there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's why. And me shutting the door at her feet. That's why I posted that video in there. Cause it's just, I mean, I'm not going to post many of those things. I just wanted people to kind of see like. The, that's actually what I do. What it does. That's all I do. Closed in, doors in cinema. Yeah. When one door closes, I just it's close. Joey's John. It was John opening it. <laughs> that's a T-shirt for Shorty Films. <laughs> I don't know. I I really wish. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie that with things going on in life and stuff and like my plan was this time of year I was going to move into a two-bedroom townhome and I've been saving up money for that and it really got thinking like you know what are essential things in my life making movies and entertaining people is always essential to me but financially it's kind of like fuck that's why I can't have nice things and I don't normally complain but it's just like the older I've gotten and I mean, I'm going to be 39 next month. And then a year from now, I'll be fucking 40 years old already. And it's just like, you, you, I hate comparing myself to other people I see. Like I was added to my graduating class on Facebook and it's like looking at everybody and, I'm, and I even post about this, like, my God, like they're all married. They have beautiful houses. They have beautiful kids. They have careers. And then it's just like, you know, what have I done? And it's like, yes, I make movies, but you know, I'm not. In LA, I'm not on the red carpet or anything like that. Not that I wanted that stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, I agree. But it's just I want to be at that point where there's enough money in the account to make the next movie and not have to dig into my own money. And I was really before this movie started considering like I think I might be just taking a break from filmmaking. But this really reinvigorate. Reinvigorated, re in. <laughs> it's ooh. all the vinegar you have in this yeah, room for these flies. Like I want to, I want to make the next one. I want to do unemployed W two. I want to do the Colden movie. I want to do these short films, and I, I want to do that stuff. But it, it's still like fuck. I, I don't have the money to do these. Dude, things. I wish and, I could just throw money at you. I really yeah, I, could. I, I really. Do. I appreciate that. I mean, I wish I could, and I mean, I don't even have a job. So. It's it's <laughs> what a bum. You know, and I'm very appreciative of this movie and the people that donated to it. And we are going to be launching crowdfunding because, like I said, we still have three to four more scenes left to film that's going to cost some money. And then there's all the post-production stuff. Which... I did audition for that seven-year-old and I haven't heard back yet. I'm sorry? I auditioned to play the seven-year-old in, in the movie. I haven't uh, heard it, back from that. It yet. needs to be a serious role. Well, that uh, was that was the other thing. I put those I casting calls out <laughs> and I said that I needed like seven to 10 year olds and I've gotten a lot of response for the girl part, but it's just like 11, 12, 13 years old and they look too old for the part. And I feel bad because it's like, I mean, I could see an 11 year old or 12 year old if they look young and that's the thing. All these people are like, oh, they look younger than they are. And then I'm like, send me a current picture. And I'm like, they have a beard. Yeah. They have a five <laughs> o'clock shadow. <laughs> but no, I've, I loved every minute so far on this project. It's for an amazing haunted house. Everybody involved in this movie, I don't think they understand that they're really a part of something monumental because I think this is what Mystery Manor is going to really be known about. Cause you don't know, like, you know, Mystery Manor. 20 years from now may not be here. Right. And people have this to look back on like pictures. That, and then it's like, well, here's a movie about its legacy. And yeah. one of the things about the, the house itself has history to it. And we did our best to try to capture a lot of that into the story of this as well. You know, Wayne Seeley, who manages and has been running it for 40 years. Like this has kind of been, if you want to call like a love letter a tribute to him as well. It's like, this is your story fabricated but true to you you know like yeah and we have to mention walter shatley the one that played wayne seeley and we fooled some people like their chance was one of them that the very first day of filming 
Walter I just was want a pat chance on the head. Yeah. <laughs> Walter like, was pretty. dressed up and everybody like Joe Simmons came in during one between one of the takes like Jeremy he's like Wayne showed up you got to come out here. So I went out there like oh my god he he he's here that's awesome. And then it's it's Walter dressed up but when we went back in chance is just like why is no he goes he's like why is nobody wearing masks? Like I and he's an, he's an older guy we should probably have our masks on and stuff. I'm like what are you talking about? He's like Wayne out there. I'm like that was Walter. And he's like, that was Walter. But the thing is too, I've showed people that have worked with Wayne pictures and they're just like, holy shit, you guys nailed it. And even when Wayne saw Walter dressed up as him, he was like uncanny, man. And I think there was people there that have been with Wayne that from what I heard, they were kind of tearing up when Walter was done up like Wayne and you know they were giving him tips on how Wayne would say this or that's probably because and Walter Walter was asking too he he really wanted to nail that part yeah Yeah, and he did he'd be like would he hold his hands on his jacket or put them in his pocket is he a pocket guy that's dedication you want actors like that yeah yeah. after the script was written and after Wayne read it he expected something totally different than what he read and like I don't know how if, if he finished it but uh I, I want to say he at least. Oh, he finished to, it. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when he gave like the feedback, it wasn't really like it was. It was kind of like a good grace, like a wow, like okay, I am doing something. It got me teary eyed because he called me up, Wayne, and he was just like, I, I, I'm blown. Away. And even to this day, people say like every time they go see him, like he just praises this script. He's like. I didn't see that twist coming and I I can call those things. He's like, you got me hook, line and sinker. And he's like, you just, you nailed everything about this. And you know, it's just, just the things he, he was saying to me on the, the phone call. Like, it was really just like, wow. Like I've known the guy for years. Cause he comes into my work. We've never really talked, talked. This is my first time, but like for the, some of the things he was saying to me, I'm like, wow, for a guy that really has just started talking to me, that's kind of, you know, high praises. Yeah. So as long as we can make everybody and Wayne proud of this, which I think we will, I think this was a uh, going to be a a job well done by everybody involved. I agree. So if you enjoyed this podcast, well, that's not all. Stay tuned next week for the continuation of this episode, whenever these things come out. Shalom.